Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Gentlemen, how are you today? Man, we're great. How are you? Fantastic. Oh, you stole my word, Jose. I'm, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. No, it's great to be back with you. I'm really interested in today's content because you sent me a couple notes and you're really you're talking about riding market highs. And right now we know the market's pretty doggone high. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's uh, you always hear, man, should I invest now? Should I? What do I do? The market's at all time high. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's what the markets do, right? They go up, they go down, they test new highs. And, but sometimes we get a little complacent in the investment decisions that we make that we've got to reset, put things in proper perspective and kind of think through what our plan is and what we want from the future. Yeah, I think that a lot of people that the first question you actually brought up was, do I invest, right? If the markets are at their all time high, I'm kind of scared to invest because exactly what you said. Markets go up, markets go down, markets go up, markets go down. I don't want to invest and then markets go down, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you look at the past, I mean, markets were at a high before the pandemic. Markets were at a high back in 2017. Markets hit a high back in 15. But, you know, over the years, I mean, the markets always test new highs. And I think the key things that we look at or I think that your takeaways is, we rebounded pretty significantly after the plunge that we saw with the, when the pandemic first started in February and March. Yep. And what it did is it just really reminded investors the importance of focusing on your long-term goals instead of short-term events. And unfortunately for those that really panicked and jumped out and were fearful, they ended up missing on a very positive year of what the market you know, did and ultimately provided as well as the start that it's had this year. And sometimes we get caught up. And just that let it ride mentality when things are good and markets are really cruising and growing. So it's just very important that we remind people, keep your eye on the big picture in good times and in bad, Mm -hmm. but especially in good times as well. Because even though you can't predict when the market's going to drop or how far it'll fall, we can take steps to position portfolios against potential risks during times of growth and to kind of always expect when does the next shoe drop and what steps are we taking to be better prepared the next time. Mm -hmm. And a big example of that would be just what we went through in March. I mean, if you look at some of the sectors that did go down, like your food industry and your airlines and your hotels and your cruise ships and, you know, what went down and But then look at other sectors that went up, your technology and your home depots, your office depots and and Walmarts and and Netflix. I mean, you think about what went up. So being well diversified, being well balanced is so important and staying with a disciplined approach and reallocating your assets on a yearly basis and really staying on and not get greedy. I mean, it's one of those things that something is always going to be up. Something's always going to be down and just rebalancing it really reduces the volatility over time. Yeah. You bring up a really good point that most people don't think about. They see the market going down while the market's down, but that doesn't mean it's everything in the market, right? Just like you said, 
only certain things in the market went down. Certain things went up, but it just happened to be that more things went down this time than went up. So we had that downturn. And then as it rebounds, the things that were up were still doing real well. And then the things that had gone down kind of came back. So then you had your upturn. It's a really good point. Hey, Jeff and I were talking about actually earlier today about what do we expect moving into the future? There's a lot of uh, the public expect interest rates to go up and they expect the taxes to go up and they expect the devaluation of the dollar to go down. So when you have those situations coming up in front of you, then we kind of tilt towards the value stocks, the large uh, value stocks that, that kind of get overweighted. And people really just, you just don't know what's going to happen in the future. And things always happen in the past as I get older, going through 2001, going through 2007, and all these single events that do happen, and it will happen. But we just got to always stay with a disciplined approach and really get back to, hey, what are we saving for? Uh, is it long term? And then just making sure that we're proactive. Well, one thing that I do know is that history is a great teacher, right? Um, I hit myself with a hammer one time really hard in the thumb. I learned to hold the nail differently. <laughs> Right? So those yeah. are the kind of lessons we have to learn <laughs> along the way. But here's the thing is that some people haven't had gone through anything like this pandemic before, or even just that market downturn that came back very quickly. Some of them weren't invested in 08 and 09, like the, the three of us were, and a lot of our listeners were. Some of those people weren't invested. Maybe they were in that downturn, but they weren't in 2001, 2002, that era, which the market was crazy then. I think the three of us were. So what have we learned from this history? And what can you tell the people that haven't been through a huge economic downturn like 0809? What can they learn from this small blip that happened last year and kind of how they rode that out? Because I don't want them to think that's normal, right? Because it bounced back quickly where 08 and 09 were pretty, pretty significant, right? Boy, that's a great that's a great point. I mean, if you think of the great recession that we had in 0809, mm-hmm. we tend to most people forget about that and how devastating or really how tough those times were. Because all we've seen since then is just eight, nine years of incredible growth and low volatility. And the problem is it kind of gets you into more of a false sense of security and forgetting the pain of when things are bad. What is that like? And we just forget. And we we saw it in late 2018. I think it was between Christmas and New Year's. It was about a week stretch where the markets dropped 12% in a matter of just a handful of days. Volatility is is part of it. And the more we can embrace the volatility and always prepare for it, then it sets those expectations right. We've got a game plan of what money we're going to use during those bad times, and we can take more of the emotions out of the equation. And any time we take the emotions out and we're prepared uh, for those downtimes, and the better decisions we make, the better we come out on the other side. We just spoke about just a moment ago that history is a great teacher. If you don't have that history, then you need to have a you need to have a great teacher, right? Somebody that you can trust that's going to teach you to stay on the straight and narrow, really, or to not hit yourself with that hammer, hold the nail right, or do what, something different so you don't have to experience the same pain other people did, like 08 and 09. So, Jose and Jeff, I think about people that started investing in 2012 or 2013, right? That's just what you spoke about. They experienced eight or nine years of amazing stuff, and then all of a sudden this happens, and I'm, I'm afraid a lot of them probably did panic and make bad decisions. So finding somebody they can trust is incredibly important. 
audience members, I'm going to tell you right now, these guys have put a piece together uh, that we're covering kind of right now and, and, and going through. This is part of some of the notes, but they're making this PDF available to you. It's a great educational piece. You can go to their website and get it. They're going to make that available. We'll give you some more contact information at the end of the show so you can go get that. But it really starts with history lessons, right? And there's three that we're going to cover. And so the first one that they have in this document is that volatility isn't isn't new. It's not new. This is something that has happened before. We have new phones. We have new computers. We have new cars that drive themselves. But volatility is not new. So, guys, out of these three, this is one that we've heard before. What do we need to cover for the audience uh, with volatility? Well, I think what's really important is setting really clear expectations and kind of touching on the past so we can get people prepared for it because we do believe it's going to happen again. Always has, always will. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, what are we planning for? What are we saving for? And uh, once we reaffirm those things, I mean, then we stay focused on the long term. And we know that different sectors, some are going to be up, some are going to be down. Rebalancing is very important. We expect volatility. And that always creates an opportunity at the same time. So if we we don't know which one's going to be the best sector, which one's going to be the worst. We just want to know. We want to own it all. Not a needle in the haystack, the whole haystack. So what I mean by that is that we do expect volatility to happen, and it's not new. Yeah. Yeah, and let me comment on that, too, because I think volatility is a word that we shouldn't – we should more uh, – volatility is a word that we should embrace. I mean, it's just part of investing. Things go up, things go down. And to what extent are we willing to sacrifice some short-term volatility in exchange for more or better long-term growth? And I think when you're thinking about your portfolios and you're thinking about where you're putting money, you almost have to start with what if the market drops 20 30% this year? If you can think that way, then you set the right expectations. When it happens, you have other monies to pull from. You're already prepared for it. So we don't make the big mistakes of the fear and greed driving the investment decisions. So it, it becomes a little bit more of a smoother ride. The, we don't, most people, if you look back the last 40 years, uh, most people don't realize, but we've experienced probably 13 or 14 market corrections. That's a market pullback of anywhere from 10 to 20 percent and when that happens it's usually every two or three years if you were to break out the averages so even though the market averages 10 to 12 percent depending on which index you look at over the last what 80 90 years these corrections happen all the time maybe not to the extent of 20 30 percent a matter of a week or two like we saw in march but the market's pulling back 10 20 percent they happen more often than we realize and the better prepared the better structured the better we can separate the buckets of money and just understand that the markets always have taken a step back and that's just part of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I know that the, the second point that you make in this document is that just kind of what you alluded to markets have weathered numerous crises in the past. And I want to play a little game with the audience here. I've got a couple dates that these guys have written down and I'm going to give just a, a few second pause after I say a date before I tell you what it was, I want you to think of what that date was and be thinking about how it would have affected the market. First, we'll start with October 19th, 1987. When do you think that was? It's called Black Monday and the stock market crashed. I don't even remember that. Okay, I, I, I wasn't invested at that time. I'll just be honest. <laughs> I wasn't of the age of investing. But the next one I do, what happened in 1990, 1991? Think about that for a moment. 
that was pretty much the the start of the Iraqi war, right? And and guys, I'll tell you, this is burned in my memory because this is the first time I believe media really played a major role in a worldwide conflict as it did because CNN was streaming live 24 hours a day. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so I think about the things that are happening now with the pandemic, the things that you, uh, Jeff, I believe you brought up the, uh, the market slight uh, downturn, what, in 2018 in December, right? It went down 12% in one week. The problem is I think that people that haven't lived through these things, when they see the media blow things up as much as they have, and pl- unfortunately politics plays a huge role in this, whoever's president, the, the other team is going to definitely be crying foul and having all the, throwing all these concerns in the air, making people panic to sell advertising space. I, I think that's a major issue these days, and it wasn't so much back in the day. But all these dates that are on here, like March 20th, 2003, right? I don't think people really remember what that was, but the U.S. leads an invasion into Iraq. Okay, That was the official start of the Iraq war. In 2000, the tech bubble burst. All those different things that you guys have listed here, we've come through it. We're still here, right? The market's still here. And it's funny, as you're saying that, Y2K, I mean, we no one knew what was going to happen on that. And that was such a big media play. And you're talking about bringing out the fear at that time. It's, it's great that we're actually pointing this out because things are going to happen in the future for sure. So what are the things really affected the markets from your guys' mind that you guys have seen and you've seen clients retire just fine, right? I mean, not everybody weathered the storm as well as other people, but we've all lived through this. Real quick, I just want to add on what Jeff said earlier. It's about the buckets of money and what, and, and that's why proactive planning is so important. But you know, having reserves in place and, and having those emergency reserves in place and making sure you're not grabbing money from the longer term bucket, that you actually have plans for the dips. I mean, if you look at the history of the dips, it may last three months, six months, maybe sometimes up to a year, but very seldom. It's usually three or four months. And if you look at the history of the S&P 500, you'll see all the growth in the S&P 500, but you'll see those dips and those dips are 10 to 20 percent of the time. But it also gives you the history and how long that really lasts. So uh, it's really what we're planning for and what and getting back to refocus them on what the big game is in your life. Yeah, and I, ju- I just want to add, because I, I do think it's well, it's not funny, but it's funny how when we look back at history, we see the big dates. 2000, when the tech bubble busted, we forget about Enron and the accounting scandals that happened back in 2001 and 2002. We all remember 9-11, but you know, that was one that, even though 08, 08 and 09 was pretty severe, there was a stretch in 15, from May of 15 to, I believe, June of 2016 where the markets were down about 15%. And I just remember it very distinctively because a couple of big corporations that we work with, they went through some layoffs in that first quarter. And going through a layoff, having to roll your 401k over to your own individual retirement plan, your future employment is questionable or it's uncertain. And then the next thing you know it, for the next six, eight months, the market's down 15% or so right off the bat. I mean, it's easy to get very nervous and to let those nerves drive investment decisions. If I could just encourage people to just understand volatility is 
not new. Markets have weathered numerous crises, crises in the past, but to always be prepared or if the market drops 10, 20 percent, what is my plan? And if you can build it around that, always expecting that, then we all tend to make better decisions and we're better prepared. Yeah. And your third point in this document, in this resource for the audience is that timing the market does not work. Time in the market does. And that's exactly what you're talking. I mean, we've been throwing out all these dates. If people had panicked when the market dropped and pulled their money out, they wouldn't have been part of the the spring back, right? And that goes back to what I said earlier. If somebody had started investing in 2012 and had nothing but great years until last year in March, when all of a sudden it dove 30%, if they freaked out and pulled their money out, well, the the markets are back with a vengeance. They're high right now. I mean, they're all-time high. They lost all that potential growth. So I love this third point. Yeah, this third point is probably the most important. I mean, we all feel like there should be some kind of a magic formula that we know exactly when to jump in, when to jump out. But I remember early on, Warren Buffett made a he's got a couple great quotes and I've used these in the past. And one of them is when he puts the markets in perspective, he says that all the markets really are, all they are is relocation centers. They relocate wealth from the inpatient to the patient. And when you think about that, you got to make two right decisions. I mean, if you get out, maybe you get that right. But then when you get back in, and it's almost impossible to make those decisions right both times. And he's got another quote that I love. He said, but you know what the markets do? He goes, the reality is the markets will do anything they need to do to prove the biggest number of people wrong at any given moment. And especially when you were talking about the media, I mean, you can put on a financial show. I don't care what it is. And it's amazing how one analyst can get on there and he can make a case for why you need to buy this stock or this sector or what's going to happen here. And the person right behind him says the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to try to figure all this out in our spare time. It makes it tough. makes it tough for sure. Yep. We could really, so what do you do right now? The market at all-time high. We believe there's three approaches to it. Number one is rebalance. Rebalance your sectors and take advantage of that now. Mm-hmm. Number two is refocus. What's the biggest game plan? I mean, stay focused on the long-term goal. If whatever the situation you, you're in, uh, always stay focused on that. And then refocus and reaffirm exactly what are you saving for? What are you trying to accomplish? How long do you need the money to last? What return on in, on your investments that you really need to never run out of money. But having that and reaffirm exactly where you are, what your goals are, there's four steps to a goal. Number one is naming the goal, whatever the goal is. Mm-hmm. Number two, how much money does it, do you need to attain that goal? And number three, what's the timeline? When do you want to accomplish that goal by? And number four, what are you thinking and feeling when you accomplish that goal? When those are clearly defined, then you know where you're going and we always say when your visions are clear, your decisions are easy. And uh, so I would say a prudent approach to the market highs is number one, rebalance. Number two, refocus. And number three, reaffirm. Yeah. I, I In all the time that I've been podcasting with you guys, I, I hear time and time again, it's all about the planning. And, and when you're talking about setting goals, you can't set goals without planning. I'm a firm believer in it now. I mean, I, I believed in it a bit before, but now listening to what you guys bring to the table it's absolutely true. And so the one of the last pages of this document that you have is don't get caught unprepared for another market drop because we know it's going to happen. We don't know when, and we're not going to sit here and say we have a crystal ball that's going to tell us that. And I know you guys have said that time and time again. You don't have one. Nobody does. But 
getting prepared, having that plan that's so vitally important. So I, I, I need you to tell the audience, number one, where they can get this resource that you've put together for them so they can read through it for themselves and maybe listen to this podcast again as they're reading it. And then number two, how do they make an appointment with you to sit down and talk about how they can be prepared in their individualized situation? Because they're unique. Each one of your clients is unique. You've said it before, and I know you'll say it again on another podcast. Everybody's circumstance is different, and you treat them that way, and I love that. So how do they have this conversation with you? So a couple of things. One, don't be afraid to ask yourself the tough question. Was I prepared? Knowing what I know now, what would I have done differently? And does it make sense to reevaluate my overall game plan, my asset allocation, my different buckets of money, and quite frankly, sometimes who I'm working with? Because these things happen, they will continue to happen. And the better decisions you make for with money, the more impact it has on life and the things that we want out of life. So, yes, the piece is... Yes, the piece is riding market highs. Take action now to help protect against future market volatility. And you can find it on the website, www.felicianofinancial.com, or you can always uh, call the office at 903-533-8585, and we'd love to visit with you and see how we can help. One thing I keep emphasizing is just, there is a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there, and sometimes that the either the male or the female is handling it. But what if you pass away? It's so important to have a relationship with somebody out there. And if something happens to you, at least you don't put the spouse in the twilight zone. And so our next podcast I wanted to cover, which is I think is really important, is that it's empowering women investors. And I think that it's very important to, to think about because um, we're not going to live forever. Yeah, that's going to be a great podcast. I'm really looking forward to that. And I know that uh, the listener will get a lot out of it. Do you have a resource plan that they can download for that one? Uh, we will have that. And after the next podcast, we'll tell you how to get that one too. All right, perfect. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. This has been fantastic. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.